Welcome to the all-new Changing Worldviews podcast with Sharon Hughes, broadcast journalism you can trust to bring you the truth regarding the issues of our day and the worldviews behind them, politically, culturally, and religiously. For such a time as this. Freeing the minds of the brainwashed masses. Now, here's Sharon. It's summer classics time, and we are going to air some of the shows that have received the most listens, the most feedback from our listeners, such as What About UFOs? The most listened to show of our online listeners, Terry James, discussed UFOs. Are aliens? How about angels and demons? Are they real? And how about this? The similarities between alien abduction accounts and demonic encounters. Certainly since the 1950s when they first started producing films on these things, they present them as um, extraterrestrials, those coming from other planets and so forth. And part of it stems from a colonel who saw some discs back in 1947 uh, in the mountains of Washington. And they looked to him like he said, a rock skipping across a pond uh, and they were bright and they, they kind of skipped and they lurched and so forth and from that it piqued the interest of some uh, media in America at the time and then came the UFO Roswell incident in 1947 July of 1947 and from that of course uh, have spun off all of the, the great interest in the science fiction I guess some of the, even the great series like uh, Star Trek Star Wars and all of these things So we all know that the United States government has now released classified documents of pictures and accounts of UFOs. Even one report claiming that they found beings, but not human beings. Well, more and more of that is going to be coming out. And of course, with it, conspiracy theories, and hopefully we'll be able to find out exactly what they did find. In the meantime, this all-time most listened to show that we've ever done on UFOs with author Terry James will help hopefully put into perspective what we're talking about when we are talking about UFOs, at least a major piece of the puzzle. So here it is. We've got a very, I should say, intriguing topic for you today. You know, Richard Dawkins, the atheist guru and the devotee of Charles Darwin, said that everyone believed in evolution except the ignorant the stupid, or the wicked. But there are some atheists who believe in intelligent design, but not by a creator. They believe an alien force is a possible option for explaining creation, and they are serious. Nobel Prize winner Francis Crick, one of the discoverers of the DNA, actually believes that life forms were sent to Earth in a spaceship by a dying civilization. As a matter of fact, both discoverers of the DNA, Watson and Crick, are outspoken atheists. So could these and other such worldviews be a force behind the battle over allowing creationism to be taught in schools? Yes, I think so. But, you know, that's really a topic for our upcoming shows on Darwin Day that's coming to schools across our nation and to a school near you. But today, what about the issue of other life forms from other planets? What about the issue of UFOs? Are they real? 
Some may be very surprised to find out that one of our presidents believed in UFOs. As a matter of fact, President Jimmy Carter said, if I become president, I'll make every piece of information this country has about UFO sightings available to the public and scientists. I am convinced that UFOs exist because I have seen one. What about those who claim to have been abducted by aliens? While many totally reject the idea of aliens from outer space and UFOs as being real, many do believe that UFOs are real. Even some Christians believe they're real. And so we want to get to the truth about this issue that is the subject for more and more movies and books. So hold on to your seats as we take a ride into the... A large number of perfectly sane and reliable people have been involved in this flying saucer business. Even those of us who have never seen one have become involved. We read about them, talk about them, wonder about these reports of strange phenomena in the skies. We frankly admit that we don't know whether flying saucers actually exist. We've never seen one. We are going to bring you the facts at hand. What they add up to, well, that's for you to decide. That's up to you. How true is all of this? Our guest today to help us talk about this issue is Terry James. He's an author of several books and a lecturer on the study of end-time phenomena. He's considered a recognized expert in this field, and he's appeared in many major documentaries in America, Europe, and Asia. He's a member of a research think tank that's founded by Dr. Tim LaHaye, the co-author of the very popular Left Behind series of novels, and he received his degrees from Arkansas Polytechnic. Technic Institute, Memphis Academy of Arts, and the University of Arkansas at Little Rock. And he's also the editor of RaptureReady.com, a website that is the attraction of national and international media such as CBS, ABC, NBC, BBC, Time Magazine, Rolling Stone, and many others. Terry, thank you so much for joining us on Changing Worldviews to talk about a subject. Well, we haven't ever talked about this subject on our show. Thanks for being with us. Sure, and I certainly appreciate the opportunity. Before we get into what you think UFOs are, there are those who say that UFOs or extraterrestrial biological beings are real and not unlike intelligent life here on Earth, that they also have advanced technology to visit our planet. Now, it sounds to me like the movies. Where do these ideas come from? Well, certainly since the 1950s when they first started producing films on these things, they present them as... um extraterrestrials, those coming from other planets and so forth. And a part of it stems from a colonel who saw some discs back in 1947 uh, in the mountains of Washington. And they looked to him like, he said, a rock skipping across a pond. Uh, And they were bright, and they kind of skipped, and they lurched and so forth. And from that, it piqued the interest of some uh, media in America at the time. And then came the UFO Roswell incident in 1947, July of 1947. And from that, of course, uh, have spun off all of the the great interest in uh, science fiction, I guess some of the even the great series like uh, Star Trek, Star Wars, and all of these things. So that was kind of the genesis in modern times. Of course, UFOs have been reported down through history, and many even wall paintings and some cave paintings have um, uh, extraterrestrial or UFO-type things appearing in the skies depicted in those paintings. So it has a long history, and uh, most of it seems to involve the belief that these things come from other planets. 
Well, there are some people that believe this UFO phenomena as belonging to something called ultra-terrestrials or UTs that have godlike powers to shape and control space and time. Is that just an evolution of the things, or is that some kind of spiritual movement or something? I think some of the New Age movement, for example, believe that uh, mankind was planted here from uh, these other things and that uh, the gods of the heavens, which are simply superior to flesh and blood human beings here, and yet they're still extraterrestrials, and that is, they come from other planets, and so would be of a physical nature, but nonetheless, they have mixed and mingled all of their um, DNA and everything else with human beings, and from that have come some hybrids and different things, and thus we see the cave paintings and then some of the other things within Egypt archaeology, Egyptian archaeology, that shows half man, half beast with alligator heads, and these are demigods and so forth, but still all based in the the belief that these things have come from other planets, from the stars, they would call it. And, of course, that's that's where those legends were born. Now, when we get into segment two, I want to talk about the government's involvement in exploring paranormal and also UFO-type things. But let me just ask, what about those who say they've been abducted? What do you think is really going on? What do you think this extraterrestrial phenomena really is all about? Well, my first sentence would be they're not extraterrestrial at all, but they're interdimensional. They're beyond ultra-terrestrial. They're spirit beings, and I think they're the same kinds of things that were happening in uh, antediluvian times, pre-flood times, before the flood of Noah. And I think that is a fulfillment in our day, all the sightings, abductions, and all these things of the things that Jesus prophesied in Luke chapter 17. He said that, as it was in the days of Noah... So shall it be in the day of the Son of Man, meaning the time of his return, the second coming. It'll be exactly like it was in, in Noah's day, meaning the antediluvian time. Well, if we want to see what happened there, we look back to Genesis chapter 6 and talk about how the sons of God looked down on earth. They saw the daughters of men that they were fair. They came to earth and took to them every one to wife that they chose. And, of course, we believe that these are the B'nai Elohim, the heavenly beings, the one-third of the angelic activity that was cast out of heaven with Lucifer in the rebellion against God. And a portion of these beings saw the daughters of men. They came down, and from these unions were produced the Nephilim, the Nephilim, the giants of old. And they were men of renown. They did great feats, the Scripture says, which goes along with the Greek, Norse, Roman mythologies, that there were demigods in the earth at one time. Of course, those are fiction, and I believe the truth is in the Bible that these things were actually part angel, part uh, supernatural, part flesh and blood. And uh, Jesus said it would be that way again at the time of his return. And I uh, think the manifestations we see these days and all of the interest that we see developing, because there are sightings that cannot be denied from credible sources, are uh, again a return of, uh, of these angelic creatures, which are actually extra-dimensional. They're demonic and they never have left the earth. Now that's a basic overview. We can get into more details. And so basically you're saying that for those that perhaps are not familiar with the Bible or maybe new Christians, the Bible talks about a third of the angels in heaven rebelled against God and were kicked out of heaven because right. they rebelled and came to earth. So you're talking about that in the days of Noah, that these angels that actually became Satan's followers or his demons somehow actually had intercourse, I guess, with flesh and blood human being women and created another race. There are several different views of this. Some think that they actually in, uh, indwelt the bodies of flesh and blood men. I don't believe that's what the Bible teaches. I believe that 
uh, these things had the ability to actually have sexual relations with human women from the biblical standpoint, from those who really believe that this was a, uh, something that truly happened. Some believe that the Nephilim, for example, are the angels that came down, but I, I believe the Bible plainly teaches that they are the procreation of these individuals. And in Jude uh, verses 6 and 7, well, that's, that's confirmed. These things came. They, they left their first estate and came to earth, and uh, that is what eventually caused God to have to destroy the whole earth. One of the main causes was that the whole earth was corrupted before him, and he said he had repented that he had made man and decided to destroy the earth. God doesn't change his mind in that sense, and there's a lot that goes into what he meant by that. The earth had to be destroyed, I believe, in large part because of genetic contamination. Very interesting. Now, before we go to break, just quickly, then you're saying that these entities, they created flying saucers and so forth, or is that some kind of a, an illusion? I think it is both, Sharon. I think it's both illusion, and I think it is actuality in some cases. You know, Ezekiel saw a thing that was described as a wheel within a wheel, and it was whirling, and it had lights, and it seemed to be that the very throne of God was on it. So it was some sort of a vehicle he saw. At the same time, these things that we see scouting around in the skies can appear, they can disappear, they can move at right angles that are impossible as far as the laws of physics are concerned for any flesh and blood being to survive, and they can go from standstill to thousands of miles an hour in a second. So I believe that that part can be maybe delusion, Satan setting up a satanic delusion for, for some reasons. Very interesting. I'd like to look for a minute here about the United States government, which has explored the paranormal for years. There was a program by the CIA, and it later moved to various services, I think, with the Defense Intelligence Agency, where they, I think it was called Stargate. Now, what would you say to those who believe that UFOs were created by governments to manipulate people, fear tactics, in order to control? Well, I think that Satan would have a man's mind to believe that there are extraterrestrials, that these things are extraterrestrial in the sense that they come from other planets and that they are still, nonetheless, beings that uh, exist in, in a tangible, manifest way. Although I believe that the government, uh, in their darkest, most covert operations, think that Satan uh, is working within the minds of human beings to bring about uh, some of these delusions that he wants foisted upon me. I'm not, I'm not a conspiratorial person myself in that I think that there are some, are some elitists setting up their planning to overtake, take over the world by some way themselves, but I think their minds are being manipulated by the master manipulator because he is the prince of the power of the air, the Bible says, Satan. And so in that sense, the man's mind and that man is being given a certain amount of occultic capability to make it appear that they are somehow bringing these things to fruition themselves. But it comes down, Sharon, to the ultimate thing that Paul talked about in Ephesians 6.12. He said, we struggle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against the dark forces of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And it's a spiritual battle, and yet it can manifest itself in physical ways because Satan has that ability. You know, the angels were able to, to manifest themselves as men the same way with Satan and his uh, fallen demons. They can do this, I believe. So um, I think that it is both a physical and a spiritual union of all of this. Uh, we're we're going to see more and more of this. I believe the time rolls on. I think we're already seeing more and more Very interesting. Uh, satanic intervention into mankind with uh, more UFO reporting. And I really believe that what we saw the other day in, uh, I believe, in Stevensville, Texas, is just the tip of the iceberg what we're going to see. Well, we're going to have to take another break when we come back more on UFOs with Terry James, the most listened to show online. I don't know. Maybe we need to talk about this more. What do you think? <laughs> Stay tuned. This station would never air a word like... 
But if I had really said, you'd probably want to call in and make your voice heard. Think about that. Making a difference over one little word. If that's the case, what's keeping you from becoming a voice for the pre-born? Surely their plight is more important compared to a word. So if you're ready to make your voice heard, visit BeAVoice.net and get involved. After all, it's not that first beep we're concerned about. It's this one. This is Dina from Northern Illinois. I just started taking a live again about two and a half months ago, and I can't believe how much difference my joints feel. I feel actually more alive. I don't have pain in my joints. I have more energy. So thank you very much for those products. They are absolutely incredible, and I will be taking them for many, many, many more years. Just one ounce a day of superfruit, 75 plus nutrients in a base of 100% aloe vera. And if you go to Apex Health, A-P-E-X, health.life slash Sharon, you can order your first bottle or bottles at the special price. Call 833-334-5433. Again, 833-334-5433. Using the promo code Sharon Special. Sharon Hughes, not afraid to say it like it is because you deserve the truth. Today is our summer classics and now Terry James talking about UFOs. Some things are best left alone. On the subject, you bring in some real historical characters. President Lyndon B. Johnson, Secretary of Defense Robert McNamara, Edward Teller, the famous physicist and inventor of the H-bomb, which my husband and I actually both met. But why did you use them? I mean, do you believe or not that some of these things really might have happened in regards to our government? We write from our experience. At the time, I was in the Air Force at Station Randolph Air Force Base, where President Johnson flew in about every other weekend. I guess he got homesick for the ranch, at, but up at Berkstrom Air Force Base is where he would go from Randolph, and he'd come in every weekend, and so we all had to kind of be spit and polished and come to attention when the president's plane came in. So I kind of wrote from experience in that novel, and I certainly played off of all of that to, uh, I guess you would say, to speculate a bit with regard to things going on at the time that might have uh, happened. I believe that there was great spiritual intervention during the 1967 era that I write about there mainly. I begin it really with the 47 discovery of the Dead Sea Scrolls, which is a proof of much of Old Testament and even New Testament scripture that's proven true from those things, whereas before the skeptics said that that couldn't have happened, but the Old Dead Sea Scrolls proved that these writings were ancient. And so I start there, and I kind of come up to 1947 to the Roswell thing and some other things that happened there. And then to 1967, which I believe was really a watershed moment, a pivotal moment when Israel was about to be attacked, and they preemptively struck Nasser forces. And I have that all kind of mixed in there. Johnson was president at the time, so I bring in Robert McNamara as part of the dialogue, and Johnson as part of the dialogue. And, and I've kind of melded these things together into a fictional story that is nonetheless, I believe, based very strongly in truth with regard to the spiritual warfare we face. Actually, the Air Force commissioned a research paper by Dr. Eric Davis to review something called the nascent scientific field of quantum mm-hmm. teleportation and space-time wormholes. Now, Dr. Davis also discussed research in China using human paranormal 
paranormal teleportation. Now, do you believe that this kind of paranormal effect is real? Well, there's something called the Heisenberg Principle, which is very complex, but what it involves the movement of time and space. In other words, if you took molecules apart, as they did in the old Star Trek teletransporter, and you try to put them together somewhere else, you will have a multiple factor of complication that would more than likely mean that you can never get anything to come back together completely. And yet they say, I think in this paper you mentioned, that they have been able to teletransport something. I don't understand it all, but I certainly use the fictional account to show where government in, in cahoots with uh, some of the spiritual aspects are able to come up with a, a teletransportation system. But I believe man is experimenting with these things. Obviously people are very intrigued by the subject. Why do you think people are so intrigued is it because it's unknown? Is it because they love a conspiracy theory? What? I think because man is basically aware of his mortality. He does not want to think that this is the end of things. And yet the world of atheism you're talking about, uh, they're telling them that, you know, this is it. This is the end. People don't want to hear that, I don't think. They believe that there must be more to life than this. And so I think this is a primary reason for the interest in paranormal and in, in things that are beyond the physical. And I think every person, if they will admit it, including vowed atheists, will admit that they wonder. They wonder deeply what's going on beyond what we see around us in the physical. On this, our God Talk edition of the show, I always give our guests an opportunity to make their point about why our listeners should believe what you have to say. What would you say? Well, I would say it depends on your worldview. I think the Bible is a love letter to mankind. He sent his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, to die from the sins of man. That is the own Jesus said himself. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man comes to the Father, that is, goes to heaven after death, but by me. Now, Jesus was either a good man and a prophet, or he was not. He was either a liar, a lunatic, or he is who he says he is, and that is the Son of God, because he also claimed to be God. So you can't say that Jesus is a good man and without saying that he is Christ. And for that reason, uh, I believe the biblical worldview, and that's what I adhere to. It's my choice, and that's the choice everybody has to make. I've got just about a minute left for you to tell our listeners where they can get copies of these books. I'm writing on my 18th book now. The last two I've done is two novels. It's on the UFO phenomenon, the spiritual warfare is going on and so forth. The first one is called The Rapture Dialogues, and the second one is The Nephilim Imperatives which just came out, and you can go directly to Amazon.com and type in either of those titles or my name, Terry James, and uh, they will come up on Amazon, and you can order directly from there. Or you can go to our website, which is RaptureReady.com, that's R-A-P-T-U-R-E-R-E-A-D-Y, period, C-O-M, and uh, that'll bring up the home page, and up there there will be an explanation of my book, a cover, and so forth, and also a link to the Amazon place where you can order and they'll be out in the bookstore shortly i really appreciate you being on changing worldviews well, today you, all right Bye -bye. Mm -hmm. late this afternoon a bulletin from new mexico suggested that the widely publicized mystery of the flying saucers may soon be solved army air force officers reported that one of the strange discs had been found and inspected sometime last week our correspondents in los angeles and chicago have been in contact with army officials endeavoring to obtain all possible late information joe wilson reports to us now from chicago the Army may be getting to the bottom of all this talk about the so-called flying saucers. As a matter of fact, the 509th Atomic Bomb Group headquarters at Roswell, New Mexico, reports that it has received one of the discs which landed on a ranch outside Roswell. The disc landed at a ranch at Corona, New Mexico, and the rancher turned it over to the Air Force. Rancher W.W. Brazil was the man who discovered the saucer. Colonel William Blanchard of the Roswell Air Base refuses to give details of what the flying disc looks like. 
In Fort Worth, Texas, where the object was first sent, Brigadier General Roger Ramey says that it is being shipped by air to the AAF Research Center at Wright Field, Ohio. A few moments ago, I talked to officials at Wright Field, and they declared that they expect the so-called flying saucer to be delivered there, but that it hasn't arrived as yet. In the meantime, General Ramey describes the object as being of flimsy construction, almost like a box type. He says that it was so battered that he was unable to determine whether it had a disc form, and he does not indicate its size. Ramey says that so far as can be determined, no one saw the object in the air, and he describes it as being made of some sort of tinfoil. All right, well, that's it for our first summer classic, and I hope you'll tune in for our next one because I think you'll find it equally intriguing and important and relevant. But as you know, I like to close out with a favorite song, and this one is by the Newsboys, and it helps us keep our minds vertical because Jesus is coming again. And when he does, all the troubles, all the conspiracies and conspiracy theories, all the pain, all the tears, everything will finally be over. And isn't that what we all want? Make a way for, make a way for, make a way for the King, the King is coming.
So until I see you next time, this is Sharon Hughes saying it like it is. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Changing Worldviews. You can follow Sharon on social media or listen to her on many online platforms. Just go to our website, changingworldviews.com, for all the links. And until next time, stay informed, stay alert, because we are indeed living in a changing world.